turn your great idea into a reality with Squarespace. They make it easier than ever to launch your passion project, whether you're showcasing your work or selling products of any kind. They have beautiful templates and the ability to customize just about anything. You can easily make a beautiful website all by yourself, but you know, if you do get stuck, they have 24-7 award-winning customer support that is there to help you out. So go to squarespace.com grace for a free trial. And when you are ready to launch, use the offer code grace, G-R-A-C-E, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. <laughs> Welcome to a brand new episode of Not Too Deep. This is very exciting, guys, because we have revamped our format a little bit and uh, given you guys what you've been asking for, which is a video version of each episode of the podcast. We're starting right here, right now. If you're only listening to this, you can find the video version on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Grace Helbig. And the cool thing about this new format is that we're spending some more time with the guests. We're really kind of diving in, maybe getting a little deep, maybe staying on the surface. You'll have to, you know, tune in to find out and as always jack ferry the lifeblood of this podcast is still here with us he's behind the scenes hi jack ferry hi. see I, he's not being he- held like a kidnapped person right now he is here on his own accord and we're very excited to bring to you this brand new refreshed version uh today our first guest is candace king she's an absolutely lovely artist actress actor uh uh philanthropist mom you'll hear all about it she's insanely wonderful she also has a brand new podcast called directionally challenged which you go check out and um let's just jump right in i don't want to waste your time maybe that's the new log line for the podcast hooray Hi. Hi. Guys, we're here with Candace King. This is so exciting. Uh, I said that I didn't want to talk too much beforehand because I have so much that I want to ask you about just like your life in general. I did the Google. Oh, man. Looked up a lot. Uh, your life makes me tired. Really? Because you've done so much stuff. It's nuts. I feel like you wear 10,000 different hats. That's funny because when I think about you, I'm like, I really need to step up my game. Oh, God bless. Yeah, uh, God bless. No, th- so you're one, you're, okay. How do you even rank what uh, you describe your profession as? Like, do you say actress first? You say creative, singer, mom? Like, where do you rank all of that? I say actor. Okay. Yeah. And then everyone always goes like, you mean actress? I'm like, sure, whatever. Yeah, is I'm, that a taboo thing? I don't, it doesn't bother me. Maybe I just... Actor is a shorter word to write. There you go. There you <laughs> you know, go. I'm efficient. That. I'm efficient. <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, and then I think it's almost weirdly like an afterthought that you're a mom, which is a completely full-time job. And like, I have a dog and that's too much for me to handle. <laughs> like, and you came in here just like effortlessly refreshed and was like, I had to deal with my kid. I'm like, wh- I don't even, I can't wrap my brain around that. Yeah, I still can't wrap my brain around it. Like, I'm already like, okay, I'm picking up our 13-year-old because she started school this week. So she's going to be like at the after school. And then our almost 16-year-old has volleyball today. So she's taken care of. She starts driving soon. And then our two-and-a-half-year-old like was supposed to be home but because she was sick yesterday. So she's at like a quick daycare. So, okay, the teenagers obviously are interested in the world in which you work on a daily basis. Or are they not? Not really, kind of. You know, I 
think their dad, my husband, is a musician. Right. So they grew up. So they're with- the two coolest parents that I could have <laughs> like literally prayed for every night that I'd wake up and my parents would be like successful, like creative types. I mean, we like to think so. <laughs> we like to be like, yeah, but we're cool. And yeah. we're like hip and we're young. And we offer all these like cool hip ideas. Uh-huh. And they're usually like, okay, whatever, guys. Get over it. Yeah. Okay. My question for you, because I still like to learn this from like teens and tweens, is how do you handle their um, relationship with social media? It's such a tricky one. Yeah. <laughs> that one's really hard. Uh, on one hand, it's encouraging of you know, like our 13 year old Ava, she's, she watches all the shows on YouTube and she loves slime. And so she is like this big, it's a big moment for slime. I've really had to cut her (laughs) off on like, we were running out of, um, laundry detergent so often that I was like, I'm done. I was like, no more. Like this is my laundry detergent and you have to use your allowance money to buy your own laundry detergent now. That is, you know, some parents deal with like drug issues with their kids and you're dealing with slime. We deal with slime. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It was really fun for the holidays. We had a bunch of friends over and we had a bunch of cocktails and wine. And so we were like, Ava, you need to do a slime demonstration. She had gotten like, all she wanted for Christmas were were gallons of glue. So we had like four (laughs) gallons of glue under the Christmas tree. And I was like, Merry Christmas. Very, very um, millennial. Very 2018. Very, very much. Uh, Yeah. Okay, you met, uh, this is, tell me if this internet fact is true. You met your husband at the Super Bowl. Yes, true. Okay, talk me through this. <laughs> How did this happen? Well, I'm sure you've told this story a million no, times. No, I actually haven't told it that often in this kind of a setting. Okay. We, so um, Nina Dobrev mm-hmm. worked on the Vampire Diaries. Uh, she had the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. I was kind of going through a rough patch and she was like, come with me. And I was like, that's the best solution for any girl having a hard time is go to the Super Bowl. Go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I was like, okay. And she's like, all we have to do is play in this little like celebrity flag football game. I was like, I love that. Wait. I was on a winning powder puff team junior high. Wait, what is this caveat that you have to go to the Super Bowl, but to get there, you have to play in a power powder puff game? Yes. Which I love that. I'm like, okay. great. There's a game, there's a mission. Okay. And then we get to celebrate by going to the Super Bowl. Okay. I'm in. Okay. Um, what I did not know though, was that this was a direct TV 3D televised event. What? So we showed up and and you get like a little sheet of like the schedule. And so it's like warm up time. And I'm like, great, we're going to. And we play with a bunch of other, you know, celebrities. Sure, sure. And um, and then a bunch of professional football players. So I'm like, this is awesome. Like, we're going to be able to practice and throw the ball around, work some plays. Cut to uh, the warm up period is just a red carpet. And I have no makeup on, by the way. I have like pigtails, no you're makeup. Thinking you're genuinely going to go play a game. Yes. And have I was fun. the loser that was like, <laughs> we're just going to go play this game in a field and get to know other people in the business. Yeah, we're having literally like, yeah, our work field day today. There won't be any cameras involved. None. And no, it was a red carpet. And then I realized oh I was like, okay, everyone was like in the back room, all the girls are like doing their makeup. And it's like Maria Menounos, who's beautiful. And Jordan yeah. Sparks is like lacing up her tennis shoes. And like, <laughs> and Nina knows all these people. I'm like the worst person in this industry ever. Like I don't go to parties. I'm the person who wants to sit in the corner and just be like, 
look at everyone. Like I still Is think I'm in middle school. Is there free food here? Yeah. Exactly. I go for the open bar and the yeah. free food yes, every yes. single time. That's, yeah. My spirit animal is just an open bar. Yeah. yeah. Done. <laughs> and so we get out there and Nina's on the other team. And so, and oh, I've you got, weren't even on the same team. No, <laughs> not even on the same team. And so I've got like Kate Upton on our team. Doll, by the oh, way, no. could not be nicer, but everyone wants to see Kate Upton hike the ball. Oh, just touch a football. Just, That's <laughs> touch the football. Oh no. No one wants to see like me with my pigtails and like no makeup on, oh. like out there working it with my flat. I'm getting anxiety butt. by osmosis listening to this yeah, story. This is my nightmare. Okay. So, and then everyone's all cool. And like, I even went up to this guy mm-hmm. backstage who had like the same shirt color as me. And I was like, Hey, we're on the same team. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and uh, that was my future husband, by the way. Oh, <laughs> my God. So no one would talk to me and and no one would throw a ball around because everyone knows each other because they're all cool celebrities and like all the football <laughs> players know each other. And the only other person standing by themselves was Joe Montana. Oh, so, my God. <laughs> drag him, so, Candace. Drag so him. So I was like, hey. <laughs> I was like, hey, man. That is the most insane sentence that you just said. (laughs) So I was like, hey, man, do you mind, like, throwing the ball around with me? And he was like, okay. casually asked Joe Montana to throw a football around. Yeah, and he did. He was the only one that would warm up with me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, keep going. This is so funny. So we start throwing the ball around, and that got my future husband's attention. So our first picture together is me and Joe Montana laughing and talking, and my husband's just in the background, like, like oh waiting God. with this, like, baby face, being like, please, I'll be cool. Like, yeah, I want to be introduced. Oh, my God. So... My husband and I were on the same team. He's a musician. Like, he's very, he's one of those annoying people that is just good at everything. Like, oh, yeah. You know, musician on tour. He plays pool. He plays darts. He can, very inspiring and also just like yeah. a pain in the ass. Sometimes. Yeah. You're yeah. like, okay, we get it. Yeah. Um, but flag <laughs> football is not his strong suit. So we were kind of benched most of the game. So it was my husband, me, and Neil Patrick Harris who stood on the sidelines for most of the game. <laughs> this is the craziest meet cute story yeah. of all time. And so we ended up talking and we really hit it off. And we had been going through a rough time and I laughed Mm -hmm. for the first time in a long time. And I just really liked him. And then his band, uh, The Fray, was performing like the end thing of the game. So I watched him play a few songs and I was like, but he didn't really like look at me and I was like, oh, whatever. So I, and you're I, like, I don't want to be a groupie or weird. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just weird. It just felt nice to like, that was nice. I talked to a really nice guy and he made me laugh and it feels After good. After just, you know, throwing the pigskin around with Joe Montana yeah. for a little bit. <laughs> so I get back to like the changing room and Nina was like, did you give him your number? And I was like, no, I'm not going to give him my number. I don't even know him. Sure. So she wrote down my number, passed it to the cleaning woman in our room who gave it to the cleaning woman in the guy's room who then gave it to their tour manager and my husband was the only single one of the whole band. Oh my, like that was a, that's a dangerous pass off. Like dangerous. that went through a lot of different outlets before and it got there. <laughs> somehow it got to him and then we started texting. We bet, we never saw each other the rest of the weekend. We bet on the game. I lost and so I owed him a dozen hot dogs so normal bet. Normal yep. bet. So I text him being like, hey, I got to keep my end of the bet. Where can I send the hot dogs? And after that, oh. for like the next three months, we talked until he finally convinced me to go on a first date with him. Oh, my God. That is so sweet. And that's how we 
met. Wow. Wait, okay. <laughs> so do you guys now, because that's kind of your origin story, uh, when the Super Bowl happens every year, is it a special moment for you guys? Is it a weird thing to celebrate? Do you celebrate it at We all? do celebrate it. And okay. my husband loves football. Like, it's on every okay. Sunday. Uh, he's a huge Broncos fan because he's from Denver. So uh-huh. it's a big deal. We actually went to the New Orleans Super Bowl the next oh, year. Oh, man. And then he played, the Frey played a party for the big Broncos. It's, we're not supposed to mention it, but the Broncos Seattle Seahawks game. Okay. Where yeah. the Broncos basically. We'll, we'll blur it out. Don't it worry. was bad. Yeah. It was bad. We had like middle 50 yard line tickets, like second row. And it was the, for anyone that watched the game, basically like the Broncos from the minute one, it was bad. Yeah. They didn't win. And we bought, we stood in line for like an hour and bought like hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of merch that oh, all had the no. Super Bowl name on it. Oh, no. So we haven't been back to the Super Bowl since, but okay. uh, maybe okay. one there's, day. There's always time for new memories. Always okay. time for yeah. new memories. So yes, we did meet at the Super Bowl. That is <laughs> an incredibly sweet story. And you guys have been married for how many years now? Three going on four in October. Okay. That's nuts. Uh, how was the the wedding itself? Great. We got married in New Orleans because we we actually just moved in together a year ago. Wait, so you were married and not living together? Yes. So our running joke is first we met, then uh-huh. we got married, then we had a baby, and now we're moving in together. Okay. You know, I mean, <laughs> these are all important life events, and sometimes they don't happen, happen like chronologically for yeah, some people. So you know? You got there eventually. <laughs> you collected them all. Okay, wait. Eventually. So, okay, explain this roller coaster then. Well, because he was a musician, always on the road, you know, we have our older girls. I have two stepdaughters. And so they were all in Denver. Our main house was in Denver, but I was filming the Vampire Diaries in Atlanta. Okay. And we filmed nine months out of the year. Yeah, that was that's an I want to get into like that whole world because that's obviously like an insane part of your life. But managing a relationship at the same time with kids involved seems nuts to me. It was. And then now looking back, it just kind of worked because yeah. we were both around so many people that had lived the same life. Yeah. Oh, like, OK, it's complimentary then. Yeah. If we were just at a dinner party with friends that all lived in the same city, they would be like, that's crazy. But, you know, when I was on set, all of the people I worked with were either in long distance relationships or they lived in the same city. But because of our crazy work hours, you never see each other anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're shooting nights and someone else is shooting days and you just so it kind of worked where we had these little patches of time of like weeks at a time or you just know. to really kind of connect with each other. Yeah. And it yeah. was a great, I thought it was great. Now looking back, I'm like, oh, I could plan when to shape my legs. <laughs> you know, I got to really oh, girl, figure yes. out my like <laughs> weird TV and like my weird uh-huh. dinners. Like, don't you like, I miss just being able to make a weird fucking dinner of just like, Oh yeah. Just eating the tops of pizza yeah. and not having anyone judge you for it. Yeah. Is it a wonderful liberating experience as yeah. a woman? <laughs> I'm like a dip person. So oh. it's, like three different kinds of like a pretzel chip, a pita chip, and then uh, like a thousand. I'm very weird. into dip dinners mm-hmm. as a like potluck type of scenario for friends to gather around. Mm-hmm. Just bring dips and things to dip in and then see what happens. Make a meal. Yeah, exactly. Make it a meal. But that, okay, so the chaos of it kind of really worked for you guys. It did to where when we moved to Los Angeles a year ago mm-hmm. and everything kind of slowed down like uh his band's normalized not, in some traditional sense yeah his yeah. band's not touring right now I'm not on a show or any working any like crazy production hours mm-hmm. so we're both have always wanted to just be home so we could be together be with the kids yeah. and then we got there and we were like oh, oh. my gosh 
Oh no. Time moves so slow. Oh, I that must be such a different adjustment to kind of like this is what people deal with regularly. This sort of like timeline and schedule and like the normalcy of like waking up in the same bed in the mm-hmm. same town in the same time zone. So to adjust to something that's so like traditionally normal must feel strange. We also always plan whenever we were together, we were inseparable because we knew we'd only have a week together or like a long weekend. So it took us a minute to be able to go, okay, I'm going to the gym (laughs) alone without you. Is that okay? And he's like, I'm going golfing without (laughs) you. Okay, we'll yeah. see you after that. Uh, we'll yeah, we'll eventually see each other. And this is okay. And we live here together now in this yeah. one singular house. So weird. Oh, that's yeah. very sweet though. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about Vampire Diaries, which obviously is like a huge portion of your life. Yes, and is a very intense portion of your life. So, what were you doing right before you got the call to? be on Vampire Diaries. I was writing a fake resume to try to get a waitressing job. Perfect. That's <laughs> absolutely perfect. Wait, you're writing a fake resume to get a waitressing job? Yes, because I'd never been a waitress and it's so competitive out here oh, to become a waitress. It is like an uh, going on an audition. It is. Yeah. And I'd I'd been a personal assistant. Um, and then I, for a while I worked with the for-profit, non-profit, where I was one of those people that stood out in front of grocery stores oh, to like no. raise money for an organization. The people that I perf- I pretend I'm deaf in front of. Yeah, yeah I was sorry. one of those people. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Now I have a toddler. I can be like, I, I, she's, she'll <laughs> she's cry. <sick. laughs> yeah. If you talk to us, she'll scream. Like, oh, yeah, not, but at I least know. you can sympathize with what they're going through. Yeah, but I had like, I yeah, and then I was like a backup singer for a while. Oh yeah, you were on tour with Miley Cyrus. Yes, many many moons ago. Just a, a light part of your resume. Just a little, <laughs> a little <laughs> dash sprinkle. of spice in there. Uh, that, okay. Quickly, how long was the tour that you were on with Miley Cyrus? A little over a year. A little over a year. Okay, and you've released your own music uh, since then. Kind of. It was very weird. (laughs) Basically, I I had been on a label. I got Mm -hmm. signed when I was, I just turned 17. Wow. And uh, so I got, my parents allowed me to stay out here. My mom moved out here with me. I made a record and it just eventually got shelved and I got dropped. And then what a fun feeling at 17. Yeah. You know, really boost the confidence in your formative years. Those are the great experiences to have. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, and then some, a production company I'd worked with, uh, said that they could release it in Japan. Okay. So the only places it's really been released is Japan and um, and then it's on iTunes. I was going to say, if people like look for it on Spotify or anywhere online, can I've they find it? I've never looked at I've never looked for okay, it. Okay, I'm tasking the audience. <laughs> you have one mission. Please go find all this music. It, I mean, it's huge in Japan. It was huge. I, yeah, I just got this like stack of magazines in a box one day where it was just my face on all these Japanese magazines. Are you serious? Yes, it was the weirdest thing. And I've never been to Japan and I never did anything what, why, wh- how? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, I have no idea, but I have them and I feel like, I don't know. It feels like such a joke. You have I'm like, to hold on to these forever. Forever. Yeah. Forever. I kind of want to, I like have an office now. I feel very sophisticated. Get it. So I kind of want to like put it in oh, my office. Oh, you need it. Well, I'm going to get it oil painted yeah. for you. I'm like, these should be remembered. These are great. Yeah. That's insane. Okay. So you did that, which sounds um, tough, but then... <laughs> 
then you got back into kind of like the hustling world of Los Angeles yes. scenario. Did you live in Los Angeles from 17 on? Yeah. So I lived here for six years until I got Vampire Diaries. And okay. that's when I, I moved. And that's when life changed infinitely. Life changed infinitely. And it also didn't in a lot of ways. Okay. Uh, in the ways that it changed were that I wasn't within a year, I wasn't stressed about money anymore. Sure. I lived with, I had family in Atlanta, so I got to live with my aunt. So the, it, the entire series was shot in Atlanta. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. We did the pilot in Vancouver. Okay. But for eight years, yeah, we all had Georgia licenses. Wow. Like, I mean, we were there nine months out of the year. That's great. I mean, and that's so interesting because you would assume that with, with such a successful series that you guys all live and breathe in Los Angeles, but in fact, you spent most of your time in Georgia. Most of our time was in Georgia. And then a lot of the cast would fly back to LA a lot or spent mm-hmm. hiatus in LA. Sure. But I just loved Atlanta. And this was before yeah. the only shows that were really filming there in the beginning were Walking Dead and then yeah. Drop Dead Diva, I think it was. What a spectrum. On Lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> and that was kind of it. I mean, there, w- there was not really a film TV industry yet there. Mm. So for us, we were all in our early 20s. We got to just go out and like stay up way too late, drink sure. way too much, have way too much fun. And it was never an issue. Like I, I've heard just even from, you know, friends or acquaintances from like Glee or Gossip mm-hmm. Girl, you know, that, that if you're living in LA or you're living in New York, it's like, okay, we're all done. Bye guys. Like yeah. people have red carpets or people are going to the hottest nightclubs sure. and there's paparazzi's an issue. For us, it was, we would wrap on a Friday night at three in the morning and then we'd all take over our favorite wine bar till the sun came up. Oh, and not just as a cast. I mean, the entire crew. That's so, so nice. We like most of my closest like girlfriends are either significant others of crew members I worked with or or they were part of the crew that I got to know over the years. Yeah. So, I mean, we were just really close as a production. It That's was great. It must feel very family oriented when you can't be close to your family. Yes, we yeah. were a family. Like we are in especially that's why I like towards the end when I I was pregnant and my husband couldn't be there all the time. I still felt like I was around family all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had this shorthand and, you know, we could all melt down in front of each other and it's not weird or crazy. That's how you know you're safe. When you can be a complete struggle monster in front of people and then still look them in the eyes the next day. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We could all look each other on a Monday in the eyes Mm -hmm. after a Friday night or if we all had a meltdown in the middle of a work day. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Okay. Uh, We're going to lose some of the sincerity of the podcast in a second after we take this quick break uh, and come back and ask you some of the more um, not too deep related questions. We'll be right back with Candace King on Not Too Deep. You know what I always say, Grace? That you're thankful that Squarespace sponsored this episode of Not Too Deep. Oh, it's funny that you say that. (laughs) What I was actually going to say is what I always say is that you can turn your dream into a reality. With who? With Squarespace. Whoa. Did not see that coming. (laughs) I love these guys. They make making a website so easy. Um, like easier than ever, whether you're looking to start a new business, showcase your work, publish content, sell products and more Squarespace. I'm telling you, it's the tool for you. It really makes it 
something that seems completely out of reach for a regular person, completely available. They have beautiful templates created by world-class designers and the ability to customize just about anything with a few clicks. You can easily make a beautiful website all by yourself. And they've got powerful e-commerce functionality that let you sell anything online and analytics to help you grow your site in real time. And this is something that I think people overlook, but they have you covered. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box. There's nothing to patch or upgrade ever as if we even knew what those things meant. I know what they are and I don't have to do it even though I have made my own Squarespace sites. Humble brag. Well, I'm just saying mm. I'm not the most technically proficient person, but it's nice to know that, um, you know, even if you need help, they've got 24-7 award-winning customer support and they also make buying domains really simple. Super simple. They empower millions of people from Jack Ferris to designers to lawyers, artists, gamers, restaurants, gyms. They help people turn great ideas into something real. And so guys, we've said this before and we will say it again because they're our friends and they make a great product. Go check it out by going to squarespace.com slash grace for your free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code grace, G-R-A-C-E, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash grace, offer code grace. Not, not too deep. Support for today's show comes from Nutrafol. Nutrafol is a new, safe, and effective strategy to help you take control of your hair health. Mm -hmm. It's made with 100% drug-free nutraceutical ingredients clinically shown to improve thinning hair. It's recommended by over 850 top physicians and some of the top salons in the country. There are numerous causes of hair loss, whether it be menopause, postpartum, or issues with sleep. Nutrafol can help. Ashwagandha founded Nutrafol. I'm very proud of myself for pronouncing that. That sounded great. Thank you. Basically, it's a stress aptogen that can help protect the hair from the negative effects of cortisol. It reduces the body's response to stress, helping with depression and anxiety, as well as hair health. Nutrafol's formula nourishes the hair from within, and since it's made with medical-grade botanical ingredients, there are no bad side effects or compromises to overall wellness. And it's available in two distinct formulas, one for men, one for women, to suit your specific metabolic needs. And I will say they sent me the women's formula, and I've been taking it, and my hair, guess what? is good feeling healthy feeling healthy and i get my hair done a lot on set when we i shoot different projects and sure. so it's always you know embarrassing if you're not showing up ready to ready to go and so it's been nice to feel like uh also as a girl that had tape and extensions for many years of her life <laughs> and needs some hair repair it's really been a true true help to help grow the strength and the you know just overall kind of like uh, my hair just feels empowered I mean, That's important. Yeah, it feels very trendy that, you know, the empowerment of women, especially in their hair. So the Nutrafol's formula for women is specifically developed with women's lifestyles and life cycles in mind. So unlike men whose primary hair health concern is genetics, for women, stress plays a huge role in their hair thinning. It definitely does for me. The daily demands of work or life balance, juggling, we all do that as best as we can. It create elevated stress hormones in our bodies that are not our hair follicles' best friends turns out same with life cycles our bodies change from preventative to postpartum to postmenopausal women have unique needs when it comes to hair health and Nutrafol has a unique formula just for women so go to Nutrafol.com to learn more and you can get your first month supply with subscription for only 10 bucks by visiting Nutrafol.com that's n-u-t-r-a-f-o-l.com and using the promo code grace during checkout. Again, that's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com. Offer code Grace to get your first month supply for $10 with subscription. 
Um, okay, we're going to get into some weird questions. Okay. I always have, especially with such a kind of um, hyper popular franchise, like being on the Vampire Diaries, you must have crazy stories or bizarre stories of people coming up to you in public or seeing you on a plane or things like that. Like, do you have any standout moments of those moments? Standout moments. Year one, I had a weird moment where I was getting, I got a massage. Okay. And then Uh afterwards. This is a crazy (laughs) setup. Go on. (laughs) And then afterwards I sat up and I had like a blanket on and I just said, thank you. That was great. And then she recognized me and started crying. (gasps) And oh, so then no. <laughs> I was like naked under a sheet, like in a room with her crying. Just the, an adult woman? An adult woman. Oh, and wow. and I didn't know how to be like, ah, cool. Yeah, Thanks. Like, uh, I'm glad you like the show. I'm like <laughs> You just touched my naked body. Yes, for an hour. Yeah. Wow. So that one's pretty weird. Everyone's pretty nice for the most part. Yeah, I'm what's always, the genuine uh, the general fan base? I'm assure, I'm assuming it's like young, sweet girls. Young, sweet girls. I always say it's a lot of pushy parents sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, you know, even when, you know, even as we talked to like the Miley tour that I Mm -hmm. went on, I remember even watching that and like being in the hotel and it was all these crazy parents always being like, we're going to go find her hotel room, honey. I'm getting you a picture with Miley. Just crazy parents. And logistically, like on paper, the things that they're saying out loud, are unfortunate and don't make sense. Yeah, and you just want to tell the kids, like, you've got this. Like, you don't need them. You can just come up and talk to me. But generally, everyone's really nice. I think the boys probably get more of the aggressive, you know, moves of, like, a hat pulling or a, hey, bite me, you know. (laughs) I like how subtly you said that. No one really wants me to bite them. Um, the only for the time, best. For yeah, the best. Yeah. yeah. You know, the only time I kind of say no is when I'm with family or yeah, they're on must, a date. Yeah. I guess that that's, you know, and we got a lot of Twitter questions that we'll get into in a little bit. And everyone seems very respectful and very like understanding that the fan base is like ravenous in so many ways, but also like identifies that you guys are people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, has your family or significant other had any experiences by default? Yeah. My, the fan art is really good. <laughs> so a lot of like the tag, like you get tagged in Instagram on uh-huh. a, a lot of pictures. And I remember the first year my husband and I were dating um, he was Were you like, guys very public or did you try to keep it kind of offline? We kept it offline. Yeah. Um, he also, because we were dating and he's got kids. So that's played a big factor. And it wasn't necessarily like, we don't want the public to know. Yeah, just being respectful. Yeah. It was yeah. like, I wanted, before I even met the kids, I didn't want them to, we were just trying to be respectful for a potential blended family. Sure. And, uh, but I just remember him being like, I just didn't realize that you and Joseph Morgan did so many intimate photo shoots. <laughs> You know, some significant others bring up like, I'm insecure when you go to a bar with your friends. This is a very specific thing. Yeah, because you would get tagged in these pictures with it's like just my face and Joseph Morgan, who played a character called Klaus. And that's a Uh really big fandom. They call them Claroline. Yeah, like big ship. And so they'd put us like in a bathtub or like (laughs) holding each other with sheets. And he was like, oh, my God, like I just didn't realize. And I was like, these are fake. And then when we got married, they like put Joseph's face where his was in a lot of our wedding photos. 
<laughs> Which is, you know, just a very you know, oh it really re- encourages the marriage yeah, uh, yeah. in a lot of ways. So, <laughs> and also, like, I do not understand at all the mindset of someone being like, hey, I'm going to open Photoshop right now. Watch this. This will rock their marriage right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> it's impressive. And part of me is just like, can you just fix my rosacea on my arm? Like, help a girl out. Like, tone up my biceps, you know, yeah. cinch in the waist. Yeah, like, give me a little something. If you're going to make it. Yeah. You know, that's so funny. Yeah. And what a funny conversation to have as a couple. That really, yeah. The only, and then the other one was, it was just weird when I was pregnant because they didn't release the pregnancy storyline until later. So I was still doing like make out and love scenes. Oh my God. When I had like a proper belly. Oh no. It was weird. Like that's real acting though. To be very fair, I know that's some serious acting. I Kudos know. to you. Well, it also like poor Paul, he played uh, um, <laughs> Stefan, and so I just it just was so awkward because he'd have to like rip my shirt. <laughs> I felt like like it just was so bad, and if like you could uh, you could feel like my belly underneath. It's just uh, so weird. It was very weird. That's so nuts. That was weird, but fun to navigate Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, what's the worst piece of advice anyone's ever given you? Oh, man, I take these questions so seriously. Oh, you know what? For all the stepmoms out there that automatically, I just got a lot of people saying that, like, my, that it's, I'm just going to have a hard time and the kids are going to hate me and it's all going to be bad all the time. And any, a lot of literature I read about being a step parent that was like that. And even being just a, a, like a mother to our child together. Yeah. You know, that, that I have, that you got to go to her preschools the second that you're pregnant. You know what? Yeah. I didn't do that. I found a preschool a week before she got in it. You know what? There and it's go. great. And, and it's not always easy, like bringing a blended family together, but I'm really proud to say that, you know, they're, parents have raised these incredible girls mm-hmm. that welcomed me in, you That's know, great. with open hearts. So that I would say to like blended families, just don't listen to all the noise sometimes and it's your family and it's your journey and it's everyone's independent journey within that. I think that's super significant. I think there's uh, just the mindset of staying open-minded to something instead of uh, assuming preemptively things are going to go bad or I'm not enough or I'm not doing something correctly causes more issues that aren't necessary. Yeah, I think it's a lot. A lot of the bad advice has been parenting based fun. Yeah. Which is a world I get anxiety about. Just the idea of thinking about it. Uh, To flip the switch a little bit, what is your guilty like pleasure in terms of like TV uh, media or like an Instagram account that you follow? Something that you're like, I hate that this is such trash, but I love it so much. I I won't say that I hate it because I've really, I feel like I'm a part of these families' lives and I've watched these children grow up for the last, what is it now, eight years? Who is, what is this? All the teen moms. Oh, my boyfriend is weirdly obsessed with teen mom OG and everything. My dream. My (laughs) husband's always like, what are you watching? I'm like, Caitlin and Tyler are going through a hard time right now. Okay. And they're just trying to get their house and their clothing line off like the ground. And they're doing a great job. And I'm so proud of Chelsea after all these years. I'm so team Chelsea. It's pretty nuts. Um, I'm, I love that you love that. I love all the teens. Like Teen Mom 2, Teen Mom OG. Like I'm How really How many more can up. they have? 
oh, I don't want them to do anymore. And I'm really stressed out that they're bringing in new people. Like I'm like really stressed out that Bristol Palin's going to do it because I wait. Re- Bristol Palin is doing it. Yeah, I saw rumors that she might be doing it, but she's she's oh. not a teen. I know. I don't. I know. I, I don't know. It's really <laughs> stressful. I just want to focus on these moms that I followed from day one. That's incredible. I'm like diehard. And they still follow the original. Like Farah Abrams, I feel like is still everywhere. Yeah, she's really. She's a lot. Yeah, I think for anyone that watches it, she's kind of made her own bed just on an attitude perspective and yeah. just how she's even treated. I, I've just had a hard time watching how she's treated her family and then also how her family is then not her dad, but like how the family's really responded to fame. But also at the same time, I've never been that age and suddenly been uh, this insanely famous person. And yeah, so that's I don't know thing. how, I don't know if I'd handle it exactly like her, but you know, I don't know. I have so much empathy and sympathy and <laughs> I've just really watched them from day one. And have you had any on your podcast? yet no no oh my gosh <laughs> I would freak out I would freak out okay wait who's who's like dream number one guest if you could have any of them if you like Pokemon collect them all well I also <laughs> watch Vanderpump Rules oh. and I know you had Stassi on I'm very jealous I that that was me literally desperately trying to keep my shit together the entire episode. And occasionally, Stassi, shout out to you as a wonderful person. She'll like my Instagrams every now and then. <gasps> and I, it makes me feel so oddly accomplished yeah. in my life. I don't know why, but yeah, I'm obsessed with that franchise. Yeah, I love Vanderpump Rules. I'm, I try to convince everyone who hasn't seen it before. I'm like, no, but you have to watch it from the beginning. Like, it's a real soap opera. It really is. And have you gone to Tom Tom, the new restaurant? No, that and I've never even been to Pump. Like, I just moved <gasps> here. I've not been to any of them. Okay. But I you did let me see know Lisa. When the kids are settled one night, and we'll go to Pump, oh. and then we'll do a full, like, bar tour and go to Tom Tom and hit all the spots. Uh, we don't need to go to Villa Blanca. It's more of, like, a daytime lunch situation. Okay. But, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I would love that. <laughs> yeah. I would love that. Okay, so who of that franchise would you like completely lose your shit over I I think I'd have to say I'd just have to say Stassi so I knew I started watching the show because (laughs) I don't know anyway so I mean we don't have to give reasons why we watch these shows I think they just I recognize (laughs) someone on the show who who I'd basically I was like I don't know. It's not a big deal. I usually, basically when I was 18, I had a boyfriend. Got it. I wasn't very nice to him. It, it was. And he was on the show. He was not on the show. Okay. Because I didn't start Vampire Diaries till I was 22. Okay. So when I was 18, I had like one of my first boyfriends. I was not a good girlfriend. We're all fucked we up at 18 up. regardless. And so she, there was a girl who, um, who she, he started dating afterwards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just one of those. I was like, oh my gosh, that was that girl that I like. And she's on the show. And she's on the show. So then oh. I watched it and then I was like, this is so crazy. And then I was so like, nuts. and then I got sucked in. I mean, you literally did the equivalent of when we go and check our ex's Instagrams and then we find who they're dating and then we deep dive into their Instagram. Yes. Unfortunately, she just happened to be on a reality show that you got to absorb. I know. And it was like almost a decade later. It was like so <laughs> weird. It was one of those, more one of those things like, oh, that's good for her. Like she looks great. And then I was like, what is this show? Yeah. But I have all the same questions that you have. Like, how does this group of friends hang out all the time? Like, I'm so stressed out. It's nuts. Plus, I I do the kind of new gross thing that I don't enjoy that I do this, but I deep dive into their Instagrams to see if they are genuinely friends, Mm -hmm. you know, when the season's not shooting. And And they they are. are. Yeah. And they are. (laughs) 
I know. And that's what makes it more interesting to watch that I'm like, this feels pretty real then. And now they're all hanging out on Lala's jet. Oh, God. I mean, Lala Kent. I mean, talk about a musician. Talk about really groundbreaking musician, Lala Kent. Really great. Uh, If you want to come on the podcast, Lala, I would love to have you as a guest. Can I cater it just to be, can I do crafty just so I can (laughs) hang out in the background? (laughs) Have you ever had a complete kind of uh, retroactively embarrassing fangirl moment with someone? All the time. <laughs> when am I not putting my foot in my mouth? I, I do not handle like celebrity sightings very well. Okay. Like I remember even just like maybe a few years ago, my husband w- it was like, Candace, there's Lena Dunham. You should go say hi. Like, oh, dang. You're yeah. such a big fan. And, you know, just be like, hey, girl, you're cool. Yeah. And I was like, don't look at her. Do not <laughs> say her name out loud. I'm just going to walk around the store quietly and acknowledge that she's in my presence. And that is it. We are not talking about it. Like, and then you're like, how do humans human? How do yeah. people walk when they don't want to be noticed for like being uncomfortable? In a scenario? Yeah. 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 No, it has never gone well when I try to say hi to anyone, even like, um, Jenny Mullen. I don't, do you yeah. follow? Yeah. Oh, I love her. She's I so funny. I love her. She's so funny. Mm-hmm. We have the same, um, and her and her relationship are like real true goals of like a relationship I know yeah. I love it and I love the way she just puts herself out there mm-hmm. and I, I just absolutely adore her and we have the same hair and makeup person we've worked with a bunch and so I saw her at a party and he was like oh my gosh you have to go say hi so I just was like hey girl I, I know Brett you know Brett we both we both know Brett so like you're awesome and like and we I, I know Brett in case, because you know Brett, who does he does hair and makeup, and um, you're just really awesome. And she yeah, was like, you "Think of okay, you, you feel comfortable because you're like my initiator to this conversation. I got on lock solid, and then any follow up after that, oh, I'm floundering. I'm fully floundering. It's bad. I just keep repeating that we know the same people." <laughs> <laughs> expecting a conversation to develop out of yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, those I feel like are decent enough people to fangirl in front of. I feel like they would find the comedy in that rather than the uncomfortability in that. I need to work on it though. Like I, I had an audition where Genji Cohen was in the room. Oh my God. And I could not look at her. Like I literally, <laughs> I, it was so bad. It was one of the worst auditions I'd had in such a long time. And I, I was so hot and red. Like I think I might be, I get, I no, blush same. really bad. Same, same. And and I was so blushed that I took my jacket off in between scenes and they were like, costume oh, change? And I was like, yeah, I just <laughs> toss this over here. Here's the like, encore. Get ready. Oh, I know. That is so funny. No, I'm the same way where I forget to function properly mm-hmm. and uh, it doesn't get executed well. My idea of what functioning properly looks like or sounds like. And yeah, it's it's never a good scenario at all whatsoever. What's your person that you've? Ooh, um, I I'm pretty one. I'm pretty terrible at like recognizing people. Like I'll look at someone and go, I I think that's a famous person, but I don't know why. I did see Paul Rudd in the airport one time, uh, picking up his luggage, and he just looks completely like Paul Rudd. Yeah. Spoiler. Paul yeah. Rudd looks like Paul Rudd. <laughs> Those aren't life. prosthetics? No. And he was just picking up his luggage at the luggage carousel with all the plebeians. And he just was so unassuming and clearly was like trying not to make like, eye contact with anyone. Yeah. Trying not to bring any attention to himself. And he just seemed so cool and so calm that I was just like, I, I, this is obviously not a moment for me to have with Paul Rudd, but he 
looks so infinitely cooler than I could ever be in my life. And that was a moment that I was like, I think I'm nervous. I think I'm very nervous to be mm-hmm. in the same space. And I don't want to do anything stupid in front of this person. Uh, yeah, I think that's like probably the, oh, Abby Lee Miller oh, from Dance Moms. Yeah. yeah, she was one that was just like, I'm wearing a Tasmanian devil shirt and that's exactly how she was and exactly how I expected her to be in person. And that was a real sweet, wonderful, crazy moment to meet her. Yeah, she was nuts. But she's also one of those people that's like, you know, she'll never remember anything you do in front of her because she's just kind of in her own chaos brain constantly. So she feels like a safe person to fangirl in front of because she kind of expects everyone to think she's awesome all the time too, which I do. Yep. Totally think she's a Looney Tune, but a wonderful one at that. So, yeah, I think those are probably my biggest big spectrum on Paul Rudd and Abby Lee Miller. That's but. a good one that Kayla and I actually became really good friends. Um, be- Kayla Yule, mm-hmm. we did the pilot for Vampire Diaries and none of us really knew each other. Her and I had, had auditioned in the room. OK. And uh, she played Vicki Donovan on the show. And we were both sitting next to each other, like, you know, in our 20s, we're in first class, going to shoot a pilot in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And who walks onto the plane? Diane Keaton. What color turtleneck was she wearing? I think it was black or white. It had to have been black or white. It wouldn't have been a color. Was she wearing a top hat? That's all I imagine that Diane she Keaton. She wasn't wearing a hat. Okay. She she had her, she did, she did have a turtleneck. Uh-huh. Oh, And my God. she sat right behind us. Oh, my God. So she can look over the shoulders of everything that you oh, guys yeah. are doing. And we assume, you know, she's listening to every word we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so anytime we'd like mention her, we'd be like whispering. <laughs> so I had this whole thing in my mind. I was like, OK, I was like, I have to say something. She's like, you got to say something. I have to say something. And my whole plan was to say, thank you for everything you've done. You are an inspiration to all women in this business. And so we stood up. Is and then when the flight landed, when the and flight landed, the okay. when we were getting off the plane and I just freeze. And she was like, hi, oh, you girls are so cute. Are you guys here for a pilot? And like Kayla's cool. And like Kat Graham was in the uh-huh. seat in front of us and they were both like, yeah, we're here for the Vampire Diaries. And she's like, oh, cool. A vampire show like could not have been nicer. And they're all talking to her. I'm just standing with my mouth open, like <laughs> drool coming down my mouth. And then finally she's like, okay. And everyone starts exiting the plane. And I like step in front of her and I was like, I just want to say <laughs> You are awesome. (laughs) And literally, you know, like, and I turn around and Kayla and Kat are looking at me like, I just like, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) And I just like, I'm shaking, like holding my carry on, just walking up being like, that was okay, right? That was okay. That is incredible. Your monologue moment. Yeah. Oh oh my God. So from now on, anytime like Kayla and I, really just need a boost for each other we just go like you're awesome like Diane Keaton <laughs> I think that's a really great mantra yeah uh, and I think it still holds up to this day still holds up yes that Timeless. was our uh, that was a good celebrity foot and mouth so sighting. great uh well we have a ton of Twitter questions that we're gonna get to in one second after we take another quick break we'll be back with more Candace King you are awesome right here <laughs> on Not Too Deep Not too deep. 
Support for today's show comes from Scentbird, a luxury perfume subscription service. For just $14.95, Scentbird lets you choose a 30-day supply of a new scent every month. You can select from over 500 designer perfume brands like Prada, Gucci, Kate Spade, and Nest, or over 450 designer cologne brands like Hugo Boss, Gucci, Tom Ford, Kenneth Cole, etc. And they're all 100% authentic. I ordered five different perfumes. They sent it to me. You guys know I'm a smelly human being on a regular basis so they're really helping me out and they make it so easy plus if I don't like the scents that I got I can switch it up every month 30 days $14.95 it's perfect uh so go to scentbird.com visit scentbird.com slash grace and pick your first perfume today use my code grace j-r-a-c-e for 50 percent off and you can pick your first perfume for just seven dollars and fifty cents plus free shipping that's scentbird s-c-e-n-t bird.com slash grace use my code grace for fifty five zero percent off your first month date a perfume before you have to commit to it forever Ooh la la not, not too deep Support for today's show comes from Crave. Made with tender gourmet cuts of meat and elevated yet simple ingredients, Crave Jerky is a great protein that's low in fat, gluten-free, and contains all natural ingredients. And not to mention the range of flavors is bold and imaginative from sweet and tangy to savory and spicy. Okay, they sent me a box full of Uh, treasures basically (laughs) just so many different varieties of flavors they have they're fascinating not something i would necessarily put together in my head but something in my mouth that makes complete sense their sweet chipotle beef is amazing i love chipotle flavors it's a little bit sweet but it's still tangy it's still savory it's still like a great snack on the go they also have other Crazy interesting flavors like lemon garlic turkey, garlic chili pepper beef, chili lime beef, black cherry barbecue pork. That one's my favorite. There, I mean, it's all there. You got to collect them all. Yeah, it's so delicious. So try one of Crave's bold, tender flavors like chili lime beef or black cherry barbecue pork. Just go to CraveJerky.com. That's Crave with a K. Mm-hmm. And you'll get 20% off when you use the offer code GRACE, G-R-A-C-E. So that's Crave Jerky, K-R-A-V-E Jerky.com, offer code GRACE, and get 20% off. Your taste buds will thank you. That's not their log line, but it should be. <laughs> We're back with the effortlessly lovely Candace King. Um, Candace, before we get into these Twitter questions, I have two questions I ask every single guest that okay. is on my podcast. And the first is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Okay, I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> I appreciate that <laughs> on a very deep level. Thank you. And I didn't want to get too political about it. Okay. And then I thought about a lot of the reality show celebrities we just talked about. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, you know what? They're just doing their thing on reality TV. So then I really decided to pinpoint <laughs> one person who really irritated me in the last week. And it's this older, cranky woman that I saw in Whole Foods who, first of all, <laughs> was blocking the import, like the significant cheese aisle. Not like the fancy cheeses. Not like the fancy cheeses where you're like, oh, I'm hosting a party, but the significant, like, feta, goat cheese, single slices. (laughs) That people are trying to get to if they've got three kids to feed. So she blocked it for a long time. And then she ended up behind me in the grocery line. And I have my two and a half year old like in the little front bucket seat. And Uh she's, I gotta say, she's pretty adorable. She brings a lot of people over. So she starts being like, oh, look at me, I'm a baby. And then the woman's like, how old is she? 
And I say, oh, you know, she's, and she's like, is she three? And I say, oh, yeah, you know, she'll be three in January. Mm -hmm. And she goes, so she's not. I said, excuse me? And she goes, so she's not three, she's two. And I was like, well, she's like two and a half. She's like, yeah, but that's not three. And I was like, you know, people round differently. I don't know what to tell you. And I would have loved in that moment to throw like sticky cold spaghetti at her face. I don't know that we've ever had such a dissertation as an answer to this question. And I could not appreciate it more. I feel like I lived that moment with you with that crotchety woman blocking the significant cheese. Also, the phrase significant cheese is now going to be added to my glossary for the rest of my life. Thank you, Candace. You're welcome. I'm very passionate about grocery store aisles. Well, that woman's a huge fan of the podcast, so she'll hear what she's done. Yeah. And hopefully think differently about it. (laughs) Okay, the other question I ask every guest is to tell us your worst pants shitting story. Oh, yeah. Or close call, but you can only use three words or three like small phrases or some kind of iteration of those. Mine is college jogging front lawn. Yes. Um... One that I was aware of or maybe not aware of. (laughs) I have given birth, so I'm just, I just assume. So maybe like assumption, birth, (laughs) silence. (laughs) (laughs) Motherhood in a nutshell. Everyone says you do it and then no one tells you and no one tells you. I heard about this. You know who did tell me about that? John Green. Uh, best-selling author John Green <laughs> told me that his wife shit the table when they had their first child and that he didn't know that that was going to happen and oh. that people should know that that's going to happen. He told me this on camera <laughs> in an interview uh, that I did for his best-selling novel and it was an eye-opening experience. Yeah, a little looking for Alaska. Yeah. Uh, no, it was yeah. uh, The Fault in Our Stars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's t- The Fault in Our Bowel Movements, yeah, apparently. <laughs> okay, let's get into these Twitter questions. So one of the main ones that we've gotten, which I really want to ask you about, is like, what's the next project that you're working on? Because I know you have a podcast that by the time this comes out, will be out. And everyone's kind of curious because it's been a little like, um, uh, little you know, keeping it under wraps. Hint, wink, wink. Yeah. So tell us about this. First of all, I have a crazy obsession with Kayla Yule. She mm-hmm. was one of my best girlfriends. We really got to know each other filming The Vampire Diaries. And we've remained really good friends for years and years Mm -hmm. ever since. And I've always wanted to do something fun with her. And so, you know, as sometimes you get drunk and are on your bathroom floor with your best friends, um, we decided, hey, we talk a lot about life in our 30s (laughs) and how we don't really have it figured out. Mm -hmm. And we love listening to podcasts. Maybe we could have a podcast where we talk to people that we think are really awesome and inspirational and could give give us some direction in life Uh and share that with the world. And we're like, yeah, let's go pour another drink and continue this conversation. (laughs) So we came up with Directionally Challenged because we feel like we both are. Uh, It's a great name. Thank you. Yeah, it's really great. It's pretty true to... (laughs) I mean, Jack and I came up with this, not on a bathroom floor, but drinks in a bar scenario. Yep. Yeah. So (laughs) I fully understand the creative process of uh, conceptualizing this. But it's been really fun. I think that we've gotten to learn a lot about ourselves individually. It's been a really fun avenue for our friendship to go down. Yeah. Has it been because you work so much in like the traditional, you know, acting space, this must feel like a new outlet where you get to kind of be a little bit more unfiltered, I would guess. Yes. Yeah. Neither of us are very good at 
online social media at all. <laughs> like if someone's like, your hey. Instagram begs to differ. Yeah, but I those will are say. very curated. Like I'm one of those annoying sure. curated picture people. <laughs> like I'm not one of those like, hey, look at my pimple and I'm on live. Like That's I would love my brand to a T. I would love <laughs> for that to be my brand, but like that's equivalent to celebrity foot and mouth meeting someone. I also, I appreciate the, the curation of the aesthetic I think is like very cool and very interesting. So it must be nice to be able to do something that feels a little less like, uh, a little bit more just like casual. Yeah. If we're at a dinner, we'll both be like chatty, 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 story, 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 you know, look at us, but then put us on, you know, Instagram and it's like a little bit, it's just an uncomfortable medium. Like I don't want to speak for Kayla, but we've talked about it. It's just never been a comfortable medium for either of us, any of the social media platforms. So this has been directionally challenged has really been a great opportunity where we talk about real life. We talk about, you know, failures and successes. We talk about embarrassing stories. We talk about our marriages and kids and your real people. We talk about our real people stuff. So we might not be posting pictures of our pimples on Instagram, but you can hear us talk about them (laughs) in a different way. Like the pimples of life. By the time this comes out, this podcast will be available, I'm assuming, wherever podcasts are consumed. Yes. So iTunes, SoundCloud, all of that. All of those. It'll be on your social media. Yes. Your beautifully curated social yeah, media. Yeah, we're going to try to mess it up a little bit and get okay. uncomffortable. We might do an Instagram live. Yeah. Once or twice. I've but never done it before. You were telling me before we start recording, like some of the episodes seem nuts. So like if you would give kind of like a little teaser to people that might not have like checked it out yet. Like you just said, you talked to a porn star about being a mother, <laughs> which is a we crazy did. sentence to say, but that's like a real conversation. Cause turns out she too is a real person. Yeah. No, we, when we were kind of going back and forth on ideas of who we would want to talk to or just things that we were struggling with. Yeah. It was kind of just the reality that we were both married women. Like how do we keep up the spice appeal? Not, not any responsibility of our partners, but yeah. like, how do you feel How sexy? How do you feel sexy? Like yeah. I don't I've had I've really struggled with feeling sexy within myself also, after having a baby. I'm and sure. And also you're in an industry that constantly pressures you to be beautiful. Yeah, I was back in a bra filming a like sexy time scene uh four months post five months postpartum. I mean, you're filming sexy time scenes while you're pregnant. Like that's yeah. it's a lot to mentally handle. It was a lot. And yeah. so coming moving forward from that, we were like, well, why don't we talk to someone who this is their industry and their job? So we spoke with Tanya Tate on what we thought was going to be about like sexy stuff, but Uh we really got to know her and, um, and she's a new mom and she had a lot of, uh, which you can hear on the podcast. She Mm -hmm. struggled with fertility, her and her husband. And so they, she breaks it down like their whole journey to becoming parents. And also then how that works into how she feels now as an adult film star and finding her own sexiness back. And I was like, well, that makes me feel better that like, because sometimes you just see all these celebrities that bounce back and are just like flawless after having a baby. And I'm like, I'm covered in spit up and I haven't shaved my legs in months. And I don't know (laughs) like how to feel sexy talking about like, oh, the baby's crying again. So it was nice to just have it all humanized from someone that I would have assumed would it would have been effortless from them. So it was actually a much deeper emotional talk than we anticipated, which was great. And then we have a bunch of friends that come on. Our friend Becca Tilly is our first episode and she was on, we are all part of Bachelor Nation. 
And oh, don't get me started. That's another two hour episode of this. And oh, I'm gonna yeah. go down that wormhole. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So we just talk with her and like her journey a bit. And we were kind of just talking about like instant gratification of, mm-hmm. you know, the show The Bachelor. You're instantly supposed to be in love and yeah. different things like I that. I can see myself falling in love yeah. with X person. Yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts. But that's so cool. And so you get to have these kind of like free flowing conversations that are more real, I imagine, than a lot of this. Hollywood work that you do. Yeah. And, and it's nice. We kind of pick a, a topic that we all can relate to. And genuinely, yeah. it's we think that people have a better perspective on it. Our friend um, Jenna Oshkowitz, she came by and she's an actor and she was an actress on Glee for years. Mm-hmm. And and so she came because she had a podcast about failures. And the week that she came, she had won a, a Tony for producing a Broadway play. We were like, thanks, Jenna. Really, what a fun, uh, really setting the, the low, high failure yeah. bar for us here. <laughs> Your failure is winning a Tony. All right, got uh-huh. it. So I need to rethink some things. But it's crazy. She's been on Broadway since she was, you know, before she was even double digits. So, wow. I mean, her whole journey taking us through her career was like, wow, yeah, you really need, you know, yeah. it's it's a journey. It's not just a it's line an uphill up. yeah. travel. Yeah, there's a lot of twists and turns, but that's very cool. So if you guys haven't already checked that out, please go check out that podcast. Yes. It is available, like we said, where all podcasts are found. The other thing people are really interested in is collective journeys. Yay! Yeah, tell us about this. It's a bracelet line, Yeah. Uh, but what's really fun is every month we release a new bracelet and 15% of the proceeds go to a specific small charity that we're partnering with that month. That's awesome. And so we started this May and we're, um, so it's been really a great journey to be able to meet all these different local charities. That's so We cool. started with a charity called Harvest Home and they house, uh, pregnant homeless women oh, wow. and rehabilitate them. And they actually get to live in this home for up to three to six months postpartum, depending on how long until they kind of find a job and Mm -hmm. are able to move on. And, but it's this huge house in Venice that has this insane history. Mm -hmm. It's only ever helped women. It's been a women housing helpful home since the early 1900s when I guess women used to take the canal boats over there. And it's on this insane like lot in Venice where we were all wondering like how, it's so expensive to live in Venice. Like, how does this happen? And they rent it for a dollar a year from the church. Like, it's just this part of the community where you could drive by it a million times and not know that it's there. And I just love that it's this home that has just been meant to help women that are struggling or going through a tough time since the early 1900s. Wow. And so getting to know the women there and and all these women that are also supporting these pregnant women and learning about that community. And mm-hmm. so that was the first charity we worked with and we've gotten to know them so well. I'm going to emcee their big event in October. That's awesome. So it's really fun. And each time you order a bracelet, it comes in this cute little collectible book and you get to read all about the charity inside. Oh, and, it's and it's very monthly. colorful. And it's monthly. Okay, cool. So um, we're still looking at potentially making it into a subscription in the future. Future, but we're kind of this was our first testing year and and just getting to know different charities around LA has been really inspirational and making me realize like God there's so many good people in the world but that's a great way to give back I mean that's a really one like jewelry obviously is yeah, very fun, fun and pretty and yeah. it's fun to create something on a monthly basis and also an opportunity to explore charities that you probably would never have known about otherwise our big goal my big goal was to remind everyone that you don't always have to just 
go online and you can go online and donate money. But sure. if you want to get into helping your community and some community outreach, you can. Yeah. I, I, another organization we worked with this um, in August is called Happy Period. Mm-hmm. And oh, I saw this on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah. it was so fun. Um, this woman named Chelsea Von Chaz, she started it okay. and they collect they do big drives and collect feminine products yeah. for homeless women and women that can't afford it or are having to choose between like diapers or pads and tampons because we've all been that girl in the bathroom who have said hey girl like next door do you have an extra tampon oh yeah you make a tampon out of toilet paper and it is basically a uti in the making sorry for the tmi (laughs) but that's we've all been there but if you think about you know even for a lot of homeless people it's not like they're welcomed into public restrooms so beyond even being able to do that it's it's just Providing resources. Providing resources. And you can do it in a really fun, easy way. I literally just had a bunch of people over a couple Fridays ago and just said, hey, guys, I'm going to have a lot of booze and pizza. Bring over (laughs) a bunch of pads and tampons and we're going to pack period kits. That's a great invite. If I got invited to that party, I'm RSVPing immediately. Well, it's so fun and it's so simple. And we went over the hundred bags we were planning on making. We had like almost 200 period kits by the end of it. And then they distributed it end of every month so we're gonna have more so you'll have to come to the next one so where do people find collective journeys www.collectivejourneys.com or instagram at collective journeys you can shop from the instagram page that's awesome and that's i mean it's ongoing so like check in you know, every 30 days or yeah. so. Yeah. And we keep them up. You can continue to buy the other months. Oh, you we can keep retroactively them all up. go back. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You can awesome. retroactively go back. So it, we just introduce cool. like a new one if you want to continue the collection. Oh, do it. I mean, <laughs> stacked bracelets are a big thing. Yeah. Um, someone wants to know what country or countries uh, would you most most like to visit that you haven't been to yet? Because you travel a lot, it seems I like. travel a lot. I you were really, just in Italy. I was, we were just in Italy for three weeks. I want to go to Antarctica and I want to go to Peru. Oh. Yeah. You want to go, wait, Antarctica? Mm-hmm. So it, do you think that's actually going to happen? I want to. My dad says he'll go with me. My husband does not want to go. <laughs> <laughs> but my dad really wants to go. So we that's just have to plan it. That's a very daddy-daughter yeah. trip. Yeah, I really want to go. You have to, like, fly like way down into yeah, Bra- how do you get there? I think you have to go down to Argentina or something and then take a boat you get on a boat and it's like crazy and it has to be perfect weather to go on the boat and it's like a two a little over two week journey to get the there and then you get there and then it's just like hang out penguins penguins, hang out with the penguins. whales <laughs> you know maybe is there like is there living situations in our like is there a place to stay you know Liz Merriweather had a show coming out. I don't know if it ever came oh, out. Yeah. Did you read that one? Oh, okay. I auditioned for it. I did for too. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Scientists that live in Antarctica. Yep. And it's like the shenanigans that go down while yes. they're there. So that's my understanding. <laughs> yeah, no, same. That's why I'm like, how did they all get there? Why yeah. are they all shirtless all the time? What's I know. Going on? Just a lot of sexy scientists. Yeah, it's basically in. like a frat house of scientists <laughs> that are all down in Antarctica and are completely isolated and are just partying like crazy. But I did see a Netflix documentary where it is true. People do live down there. Cool. Well, I'm rooting for you and your dad to have this excursion. <laughs> I think that would be great. Uh, someone wants to know, would you rather never use a phone again or lose contact with your best friends? Ooh. <laughs> That's intense. I didn't even fully think this through until so I said it. what's funny is I actually 
talk a lot about on our podcast that I don't like my cell phone. Like if I could lose my cell phone, I would be so thrilled. (laughs) Um, But do I get to run into my friends? These are the questions. Like, can I see them? Can I run into them? Yeah, it's a little um, vague of a question. You lose contact with your best friends. I think that you can run into them, but you just don't have like their contact information. Okay. Yeah. I'd pull a sitcom life where phones don't <laughs> exist and I just knock on their door all the time. Oh yeah. You actually show up in person yeah. anytime you want to ask them anything. Yeah. I think that's great. Um, someone wants to know what's the most memorable moment of your career so far? Most memorable moment I'm sure of it's, my career. I'm sure it's kind of hard to reflect because a lot has transpired. But It has. I think honestly the dinners at the end of the, the, the whole journey. Like we had a lot of, we, I really milked the dinners. I got as many sitters as I could. (laughs) I planned this really special wine night to honor our producers where we all just drank an insane amount of like magnum bottles of amazing wine and all went around like appreciating each person and like cried for like three hours and and that was probably the moment of just like reflecting, like we did this guys, yeah. like we were, we were little kids and we really didn't know how the show, if the show was going to take off. Mm-hmm. And not only did we do it, but we, it was like cementing the fact that we were all just in each other's lives. Cared about each other. We really cared about Supported each other. Supported each other. Yeah. yeah. I think that emotional bond that we all had. And even as a crew, mm-hmm. we had a picture of all the crew members as well who had been there since season one. Aww. So it was just like, okay, we did this together. I yeah. think that was that like, okay, I can accept that this is. That's so sweet. That's so incredible. And here's to hoping you find that again. I know my expectations <laughs> are so high. I'm like, yeah, everyone goes onto a set and they love each other and they hang out all the time oh, and yeah. they're best friends. You're going to be chasing that dragon. That's I know the crazy thing. it's bad. But I at least know. you have those memories. One of the main questions we've gotten from a lot of people is like any words of wisdom or piece of advice that has either been given to you or something that you've kind of learned in the past few years of experiencing this like whirlwind journey. Oh, um, for anyone, I guess that's trying to like kind of um, break into acting or or just like a creative space. Someone that wants to like put themselves out there. Like what kind of advice would you give to someone like wants to try and like figure out the creative journey? Oh, man, I I think I'm still trying to figure that out. I think it's an evolving process. Yeah, I don't my husband and I talk about this a lot that. You know, you think you have it figured out in your 20s and you hit your 30s and you're like, nope, this is a complete mess. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I think just to appreciate those good moments of just this is fun. Just enjoy it. It is supposed to be fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I'm continuously trying to teach myself right now is that you can't control the best things that are going to happen to you. Mm. Like it's just gonna like you have no, uh, we, we actually had Aisha Tyler on our show with our friend Karina McKenzie and they're really, really like great friends. And so, and Aisha, we were at a birthday party for mutual friend and she told me, she's like, you have no idea what's going to happen in your life yet. Like, and she's like, that's what I always like. You Mm -hmm. just have no idea. She's like, when I look back at all these things I've done, I had no idea. You can't plan for those things. So I'm trying to adopt that more on a daily basis of like, let's just enjoy these small moments because I have no idea. I know what I'm working towards. I know what I'm putting my effort into. You know, I think that it, you have to, it's not just luck and opportunity. You have to do the work. Yeah. yeah, You got to do the work and put yourself out there. Yeah. But then you, you can't control what happens from there. 
And that's okay. Oh, that's such great advice. I forgot I was doing a podcast and I was genuinely just <laughs> listening and being like, this is great. I subscribe to this. Uh, Candace, thank you. This has been such an incredible thank podcast. You. It's been so fun. Before you leave, we're going to give you every guest on the podcast gets a personalized fortune cookie <gasps> yes! from us to you. Oh, I love this. You can open it and read exactly what it says. Okay. Can um, I eat the cookie? You can. We don't fully recommend that. Okay. okay. Um, but you thank can. Thank you for your honesty because I usually eat fortune cookies. So I just wanted to Yeah, make they're sure. normally good, but when you have to steam steam them open and yeah. put a different fortune in, they're not as not as delicious. I like that that skill though. Okay. Your husband's photography skill and taking candid photos of you on vacation will only get better with time. Mainly because cameras in general are just getting better, but let's make him feel nice. Wow. This is great. I uh, like it. Ironic that yeah. it might be specifically tailored to you and your husband's relationship it's with cameras and social wild. media. <laughs> Um, Candace, where can people find you online if they don't know just the general place? They can find me on Twitter. I think I'm at Candace Akla. <laughs> it might still be my maiden name. Um, I tweet every once in a while. And you can find me on Instagram at, at Candace King. Uh, you can find me, I think I'm on Facebook, but I, have, I haven't taken it back over <laughs> I like, yet. I need to work on it. I like how completely unsure <laughs> that you are of this. See, I wish I could lose my phone. I know, it's my nightmare. Well, but if at you, Candace King, I am on the Instagram. Okay. I do go, the Insta stuff. Go from there and then you'll branch out and eventually find her on other platforms yeah. and listen to the podcast if you haven't already. Directionally challenged Directionally with Candace King and Kayla Yule. Perfect. Thank you again, Candace. It's been Thank really you. wonderful. We'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. Not too deep. Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, producer and directed by Jack Ferry. Producer and editor, Melissa D. Mons. Writing by Diane Kang. Production assistance by Adriana Montiagudo. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. And an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music. Music.